What's up, bitches? This is Morgan. And what's up, bitches? This is Sierra. And this is Bitches, bitches and, and Murders. murders. <laughs> sure. It's it's still, I don't think it's... It's early. I'm... Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> fine. So... It's early, and I had the longest fucking day at work yesterday, and it wasn't even bad. It was just that, like, every person that I talked to was a lot. I feel that. I slept, like, three hours. Uh, but we're here we are. It's fine. It's fine. Like, it's fine. I texted Drew at, like, 11 a.m. yesterday, and I was like, when I get home, I just need to, like, not talk for, like, an hour. And he was like, that's the kind of day you're having? Like, yeah. absolutely 100 percent. oh my gosh i did my last last tattoo before i have to take a break because i broke my hand so that's fun um so i have to take a break from work for a little bit uh so i did my last set of tattoos yesterday they went really well actually but i'm like oh my god now i like have a break sort of kind of break where i'm not making money but a break (laughs) anyways anyway so today we're talking about, well, we'll probably talk about two things in this episode, um, because I found two separate things I wanted to cover, and both of them were decently short. Um, a twofer? A twofer. A twofer? So, do you want to hear about a murderer first, or do you want to hear about a, a maybe murder first? <laughs> that was a weird way to say that. <laughs> Welcome to Bitches and Murders, where your options are a murderer or like a murderer. A murderer. <laughs> uh, let's hear about the definitive one first so that we can end this episode on like a cliffhanger. I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about, but. Okay, we'll, we'll start with the, the murderer. Like I said, this, one, this one's pretty short. Okay. Okay. So we're going to. That's how I like my murderers. Short, sweet, and to the point. <laughs> God, oh God, I hate myself. I don't, I'm in some type of mood. I thought I was going to be sleepy, but I'm in, I'm some, I haven't even drank the Red Bull yet. Dude, we were so short-staffed yesterday. We were joking that there was one brain cell between the four of us, and we were just bouncing it around, and I clearly don't have it still. Just, I didn't get it. That's for damn fucking <laughs> Okay, so are you ready to talk about the black doodler? <laughs> what? Yeah, I saw that bit of an instantly. I was like, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Is this I don't a- even care. Was this like the rejected script for the hash slinging slasher for SpongeBob? Like, what is this? So. The the black doodler. Okay, so first of all, we we don't know who he is. We we he he has not been caught. So all we have is an acronym, or not an acronym, <laughs> but a nickname, I suppose. Um, so he's you know an unidentified serial killer. This is not where we should have started. <laughs> it's not probably. Um, in San Francisco, California. Okay. Um, between January of 1974 and September of 1975. God, so, the 70s were such a volatile time for California. Yeah, like a it was a bad year. It was a bad year for them. Babes, babes, 
the 70s is a 10 year span well i'm talking about this specific 1975 (laughs) it was an extra bad time because he managed to kill 16 people up well possibly 16 people there's six we know 100 percent, no doubt absolutely and then there's like quite a few others that are suspected um but are not proven because well you'll see when we get deeper into it but one of the tenants of like this guy's murders is like any crime that the police find that connects to it they're probably not going to advertise that because like we only loosely know what his like calling card is and i'm sure that they're going to keep information private since they haven't found the guy yet like they don't want to put all their cards on the table so that's i that's why i'm like well we'll talk about the six we know for sure because they they haven't publicly released any more than that but anyways moving on let's talk about well no let's talk about him first before we talk about the people he murdered unfortunately um, so he would meet pretty much all of his victims at either like gay nightclubs, gay bars, or like restaurants that people would go to like before and after they would go to the gay bar. I don't want to say gay restaurants because <laughs> that feels weird to say, but you know, like places where the LGBT community would frequent. Okay. So implied that he's probably part of the lgbt community himself but of mm-hmm. course we we haven't found him so right so we can't hard to it. definitively <laughs> say i don't want to be like yes he's a gay man because i i don't know that maybe he hates gay men yeah I don't, I don't know um he's been described as a black man which honestly i don't know if the black in black doodler comes from the fact that like, he is a black man, or if it's more of a, like, they were trying to make it sound scary. Like, and it sounds, like, dark to be like, oh, he's the black doodler. You know, I like, just... I don't really know if that has to do with his actual physical skin color, or if they were just trying to make it sound, like, spookier. I, I mm, I'm gonna go with skin color. Because um, if your goal was to make him sound spookier, maybe Doodler shouldn't have been in the title. Yeah, probably not. It's not the spookiest word I've ever heard in my life. It doesn't really no. strike fear in my heart. Could you imagine if like, if somebody came up to you and was like, freeze, I'm the Doodler. Like, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> Uh, that sounds like you're a pedophile or something. I would have gone right. with a different name, actually. It was a little too close to diddler for me. I'd be like, all right, dude, have a good day with your arts and crafts. So this was like a... He was pretty young. Like, it, most people aged him, like the witnesses or whatever, because there were three people who escaped or survived. Okay. Um, they aged him between, like, 19 and 25. So he was young. Mm. And he was big. He was about six feet tall. And, like, not, not like, super muscular, but, like, you know, he he was, like, built. Like, he was pretty decent, decently sized. And okay. all so, of them... So, Drew. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say he's probably a little thinner than Drew. Oh, but, like, not say, quite Drew's as muscular. Built like a fucking tank, but that's just because <laughs> yeah. that man works outside all day. Right. Um, so all of the victims were all white males, 
Um, all of them had been found, like all of their bodies were recovered pretty close to where they were first taken or they first met him. Like he didn't go very mm. far with them. It's not like he was driving with them or disposing of them or really trying to hide them that much. Okay. And then all of them were killed pretty much the same way. Not all of them, but like the majority of them were stabbed in the front and the back. They were just We'll get more into that, but kind of a lot. This is, um, I mean, like, obviously we're very, very not into this, but this is already giving me, like, power dynamics slash it's not okay to be gay vibes. Yeah, that's why I hesitate to say that, which, okay, to be fair, you can be part of the LGBT community and also be harmful towards the LGBT community. Those things do not have to be exclusive. But that is why I hesitate to be like, well, he must be gay. That's why he's killing gay people because, you know, there are a lot of hate crimes. And he well, like that's could not be. Or he even could be gay, but also has so much internalized hatred that he's taking that out on these poor people. That That's the one. Um, like, it. I don't know. I mean, obviously. You love like, that internalized homophobia. Yeah. Like, uh, I, like obviously, it's going to, you know, be more. But, like initial thoughts it's giving like gay black man that was bullied and just had some like mismatched wires crossed in his brain and is like taking it out on the white gay community as like a power dynamic revenge scenario well and it's you know that he must have at least blended in because there are possibly up to 16 victims and Mm -hmm. all of them seemingly like we'll kind of get into this but pretty much all of them like seemingly left with him willingly Mm -hmm. like they were in public places together and then left privately so it's like he must have been at least convincing enough that these men felt safe enough to probably go to what they thought was maybe going to be a hookup you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, leave this place with this person. So he must have at least been passive? Like, because, pa- you know, these are all, like, gay nightclubs and gay bars and stuff like that. Like, if someone right. who's very, very clearly straight and homophobic shows up, like, they're probably not, people are not going to leave with them. Oh, God, no. And like, especially not in such a, like, oh, God, my brain's not braining. Especially not in that time period either. Yeah, I was trying to think of a word for it. (laughs) I was trying to think of a word for it. My brain was going with like revolutionary time for the gays. And that's not, that's not the phrasing I wanted even remotely. But that's the only thing my brain is giving me. Like it's a big, it was a big time of like upheaval and like the LGBT community was kind of coming into the spotlight for real. Yeah, it's when you have that like really big shift. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't think of the word either. Yeah, I didn't want to use volatile because I already used that word in this episode, Um, but revolutionary is not the word I wanted either. But volatile is a good word for it. It was. Like, it was a very tumultuous time period. Tumultuous. There we go. I like that one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Are you ready to talk about some murders? Always. Okay. So the very first body that was ever found um, in connection to the doodler. Uh, I just can't say that and take myself seriously. This uh, 
you know what let's let's make this a drinking game for the listeners every time you laugh when we say doodler you have to take a shot them's the rules i don't think i can say look it's 9 a.m we're not taking shots (laughs) but for the people listening god okay shots unless you're sober in which case um take a shot of water because you're probably dehydrated (laughs) but if you're not sober shots (laughs) okay so january 27th 1974 at 1 57 a.m a corpse was found um on like right at the water's edge of san francisco's ocean beach Mm mm-hmm um, the body was identified as Gerald Earl Cavanaugh. He was 49, and he was a Canadian-American immigrant, and he had been stabbed s- several, several times. I don't have an exact number, but it was it was definitely more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, he was still fully clothed, um, and they found him lying face up, and he had been there for a couple of hours. So they determined that he was aware he was definitely still alive and conscious when he was killed and he had like a bunch of defensive wounds all over his hands and arms so like it was very clear that he knew this was coming and tried to make it not Mm -hmm. happen um he actually was unidentified for a while and he was known as john doe number seven for a while there's unfortunately a lot of john does involved with this which is also what makes it complicated because it's kind of harder to identify who might have killed somebody when you don't even know who that somebody is. Right. Like, because you don't know where they stay, you don't know where they live, you don't know who they hang out with, where they might have frequented, like, you know. Um, so the next body was found on June 25th of 1974. Um, a woman was walking along Spreckles Lake and which all of this is going to be in san francisco so i don't want to keep saying san francisco over and over again but she's walking along spreckles lake and she finds the body of joseph j stevens who was 27 he had died pretty recently before his body was found he was not there for very long and he had been seen alive at the gate like nightclub the previous day like the night before um he was a what they called at the time a female impersonator, uh, drag queen. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> and a comedian as well. And they, like, they knew for sure that he was obviously alive when he got to that location. Like, it was pretty clear, like, he had gotten there himself and was killed at the edge of the lake. And then left there and it had happened very recently. So they were pretty sure that he had gone there willingly with whoever had done this to him. Which makes sense because that's how it looked for the other one as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he's like picking people up, taking them to these like locations and just kind of. And if you think too, like if you're going to like, you know, take someone from the club and like go to hook up with them, like going to a beach or something like you know it's like pseudo romantic like i pseudo romantic well i mean he's gonna murder him so i hesitate to say it's like romantic but and you know i hesitate to say most hookups after a club like that are romantic per se yeah um, that's fair. but 
but it makes sense. Like, it, it makes sense why these men would go with him to, like, an isolated area like that. Like, that's not an unreasonable place to, like, fool around with someone. Yeah, I mean, not to, like, go full Anakin here, but I don't recommend hooking up on a beach. The sand is coarse and it gets everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds horrible to me. That sounds wildly unpleasant. But yeah, I just, you know, uh, can we... <laughs> As a society, stop perpetuating that hooking up on a beach is romantic in any way, shape, or form. Like, can we just stop? I barely like standing on beaches. Like, just exist existing near a beach gets sand everywhere. <laughs> the sand is rough. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. So, next, we find... Um, Yes, sorry. I was. I thought I switched these around, but I did not. I just don't know how to read. Okay. <laughs> the next body found was found on July 7th of 1974 by a woman who was walking her dog um, on Ocean Beach. And he was found very, like, similarly to Gerald. Um, but this was Klaus Christman, who was 31 and a German-American immigrant. And his had been, like, his death was much more violent than the others. Aww. He had, a like, a bunch more stab wounds. He had been slashed in the throat a couple of times. Um, but he was fully clothed as well. Like, there was no sign of sexual assault or anything like that. Um, he was a little bit different from the other victims because he was actually married and he had children. Oh, dear. And... <laughs> I kind of hate this next part because I I don't know how I feel about it uh, because, you know, this happened in the 70s, so it's really hard to judge, like, how this was dealt with or how accurate this might have been. But they did suggest the police put out that they thought that he might have been a closeted gay man because they found, um, like, lipstick in his pocket. So, uh, mm, mm. Oh, uh, um, like uh, a man, closet. yeah, a man having lipstick does not automatically mean he's gay. However, no, but he was probably like a drag queen. Yeah, and there are or, a lot of guess... there are a lot of married men and stuff who you know, especially in that time period and stuff, who like to wear women's clothing, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I just hesitate, like I wonder if they rushed to do that but also the way he took all of his victims it kind of seems like he probably would have met this guy like at a club right. or at a bar and then they left together so i'm hesitant to be like no that's the police being discriminatory because also they might have found more evidence than just that but they didn't want to like publicize all of the details as well like there might have been more evidence besides just like he had a lipstick too but that's all they just like said to the public right like yeah so it's hard to tell exactly if that's discriminatory or not i had a really hard time with that but like i said all of his other victims he kind of met them at a gay bar or a gay nightclub and then they left together so it kind of implies that yeah he probably might have been I'm not, that's all I'm going to say. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. Um, so he also was unidentified for a while as well. 
but this was the murder that they were like, oh shit, I think we might actually have a serial killer. Right, they're like, mm, there's a pattern. Which props to them for, like, honestly, I don't think the police have been, even though they haven't found him yet, like, they have very little evidence to go off of, it seems like. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't necessarily feel like the police are fucking this up, if that makes sense, for once. Yet. <laughs> like, I think they actually tied it together pretty quickly, but, like, there's just not a lot of evidence left behind. Um, okay. okay. But... See, what what concerns me is that you have not said anything that makes the doodler part make sense. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get That's there. why I'm Just concerned. Cover these next three bodies real quick. Oh, my God. Do um, me a concern. Okay, so next was Frederick Elmer Capen, who was okay. 32. And he was found on May 12th of 1975. Um, same thing he had been stabbed like the other victims he had been hit in the aorta and he bled out pretty pretty quickly oh yeah aorta shots are just gonna that's game over yeah and his was the only body that really seemed to be moved um his had been moved about 20 feet because he was killed on a beach as well so like it was it was pretty obvious that someone dragged the body (laughs) like they could see it in the sand yeah um he was identified through his fingerprints um because he worked as a nurse so they were actually registered with the state so they found out who he was pretty quickly um he had also served in the navy and had like won a bunch of medals in the vietnam war so they identified him pretty quickly um after that we had harold goldberg who was 66 and much older than all of the other victims yeah And he was a Swedish-American immigrant who was discovered on June 4th of 1975. Um, He he was found in Lincoln Park, but he wasn't found until two weeks after his death. So he was, like, the only one who was pretty decomposed. Um, His was a little bit different. Like I said, like, he was way older. And also his... (laughs) He was found with his pants unzipped and his underwear was missing. And it seemed to have been, like, taken by the killer. Like, they, huh. they were not on the scene at all. Um, but they they did confirm him as a victim. But well, it was a little, little bit different MO there. And he also had a long period of time where he was unidentified. And he was known as John Doe 81. So, I don't know what happened... If- if you have any idea how bad the 70s are, in 1971, we had, what was he, John Doe number seven? Mm-hmm. Now we're at John Doe 81. And it has been not even an entire year. It, it, was, a, it was a rough time for California. Okay, there was a lot of serial killers. I was like, I just, I didn't notice that the first time I did these notes. I was like, holy shit, what a fucking jump. Um, so, this, the thing that brought this case to my attention actually is in January of 2022 they actually identified another victim of the doodler I don't like how recent that was we don't we don't cover recent things yeah so and okay so the body was old though like they identified 
an old victim, if that makes sense. So 52-year-old Warren Andrews, who was a lawyer for the U.S. Postal Service. Oh. Um, okay. He was found in Land's End on April 27th of 1975. Um, they had found him unconscious, but he never ended up, like, regained. Like, he was in a coma, and he ended gotcha. up dying seven weeks later. He had been beaten to death with a rock in a tree branch. And he was found about, like, two miles away from Ocean Beach, where four of the others were found. So, personally, like, we'll get into a second what might have connected him to the others, because that um, yeah, was, I was just like, gonna say, much different. Like, outside of location, like, that's, you don't go from stabbing people to beating people with a rock. Yeah. Like, that's, that's not the escalate, de-escalation that happens. And let's talk about one possible connection, but that's why I feel like there has to be more, like, more things, like, more calling cards that the police haven't released. Yeah, because, like, there has to be something for them to, like, definitively have connected these. Same with, like, the the underwear guy, like, how his was different. Mm -hmm. But even then, like, his was at least more similar. Like, he was still killed with a knife, still taken to, like, a, you know, a beach, like... Mm-hmm. More things matched up with his, at least. Um, so, the San Francisco PD, they, you know, still deem this case as active. So, they refuse to release any information besides, you know, the stuff I just gave you that's publicly available. Um, they did question a young man as a murder suspect, but they couldn't proceed with criminal charges because the three victims who survived don't want to participate in anything legal like they don't want to testify they don't want to be involved um that's an interesting stance to take well one of them has only been described as a well-known entertainer and the other is like a diplomat mm, like like a like an entertainer or like an entertainer i i got the sense of like it's someone famous or someone who was pretty famous back then. Like, or someone who, like, had, you know, like, was kind of well-known. Yeah. Um, And then, understandable why a diplomat would not want to be involved in a case like that. Because most countries don't want their diplomats to be gay in the 1970s. Yeah, that's, you know. Yeah. I get so. it. So the suspect that they found, um, he did cooperate with the police, but he never admitted guilt for the murders or attacked. Um, Officers have stated that they strongly believe that the man in question was responsible, um, but he's never been tried or convicted because no one will testify against him because Mm -hmm. they don't really have any like evidence off of the bodies themselves necessarily. So it's like they kind of need to go like convict him on the ones that survived. But none of those people will do anything, which I'm not blaming them for, but it doesn't help. (laughs) Yeah, short short PSA, um, if something terrible happens to you, you are in no way obligated to, like, retell your trauma. Like, if you don't want to participate, do not participate. Do not let people be like, oh, but they're going to get away with it because you know, no, no, no. Do what's right for you. Like... Yes, like, obviously, I would prefer that this person be in prison and, like, not on the streets. 
Um, however, yeah, like I understand, especially in that time period. Like right. I completely understand not wanting to like come forward. And like to this date, like they've never said who the pub like he's never been named publicly. Like we don't know who the suspect is. He was never like publicly arrested. And like the stuff I've told you is like pretty much uh, almost all of the information that's released. Like very little information has been released about this case. Mm-hmm. Um, so sorry, my nose got all sniffly there for a second. Um, I do know that recently, like in very recent years, they've been trying to use like DNA to like technology and like because it's getting better and we're getting better at, like reading older things and blah, yeah, there blah, have blah. been wild advancements in that. Yeah, so they're trying to, like, re-examine the evidence and see if there's, like, things that they missed. Um, In February of 2019, they also offered a $100,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of the killer. And they also released a sketch of what he might look like four decades later. And they also are talking about doing, like, the forensic genetic, like, genealogy. Uh, Yeah, the genealogy. The Golden State Killer thing. Yeah, where they, like, trace it through, like, 23andMe, basically. Um, yeah, and I saw, like, people were really interested in this case again. Like, there a lot of the articles I found, like, almost all of them were from, like, 2022, 2023. Like, people are all excited about this again. Um, oh, yeah, there's, like, recent articles. Yeah. And to say, like, if... People were wondering at all how people felt about this, especially like the LGBT community. Like, obviously, the LGBT community was not excited about this happening. However, they seemed to pretty much stand with the victims who didn't want to testify. Like Harvey Milk, who's like a super famous activist, mm-hmm. um, he publicly came forward with like empathy for the victims who refused to speak with police, saying like, "I understand their position. I respect the pressure society has put on them." And he talked about how, you know, they were probably feeling judged about their sexuality and how he believed like 20 to 25% of the gay men in San Francisco were closeted, Mm -hmm. which is honestly probably a conservative number. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like I said, normalize protecting your mental health and like your trauma response. So, because here's the thing. If investigators did their fucking job instead of, like, relying on people to relive their trauma, then they should be able to find people. Well, I mean, to be fair, they they didn't have DNA or, like, Well, yeah, I mean, it was the 70s. They didn't have any good, like... really anything. (laughs) So, I mean, they, they, they tried, and they're still trying, to be fair. So, I'll give them that. I rarely give them anything, but I will give them that. This, this one seems to be handled much better. I also appreciate with all of the... Because it seems, too, like some of the victims themselves may have been closeted as well. And yeah. it's, like, from everything I could find, like it seems like they handled this like really respectfully. And That's also good. have devoted a lot of attention and time to it where they very easily could not have. Yeah. Um, because we've seen that a lot in cases yeah. where things involved you know gay people or prostitutes or homo like something that's like right the literal serial killers that are going on in detroit right now because they're just going after prostitutes and nobody gives a fuck yeah and they're just being ignored like we see that in the lgbt community all the fucking time Mm -hmm. so 
props to them for fucking doing their jobs, I suppose. Like, <laughs> Congratulations. We've set the bar so low that you get a gold star for actually doing your job. You're right. Like, fuck. I know I said that and instantly <laughs> just, like, hated myself. <sighs> Do you want to know why it was called the doodler? Yes. What? Why? Because <laughs> none of this... I don't understand where we got that name from. So, one of the survivors explained to the police that this was actually one of the few survivors who met him not at like a nightclub or a restaurant or like a nightclub or a bar he actually met him at a restaurant and when he met him he was drawing at a table and so they ended up sitting down and talking to each other and the guy told him that he was he was a cartoonist like that was his profession and I know that at several of the crime scenes, they found sketches of the victim done on like napkins in like throwaway pieces of paper. Oh dear. None of them have been released. So, like, none of them, I don't want to say none of them officially exist, but like, they don't right. exist out <laughs> in the ether where you can go look at them because I would absolutely have them on deck if they were. Um, but I think that is part of the missing piece for like how some of these are connected yeah. but like they don't seem that connected to us I wonder if that plays a part that's why I was like I feel like there's probably some calling card stuff like we're just we just don't have the details of yeah and like I I understand holding your cards close to your chest in a case like this um however most artists have a very specific like style. style yeah and if he truly is a cartoonist seems like it'd be pretty fucking easy to find him i feel like i feel like the armchair investigator people could 100 percent compare his art style to like existing works yeah i mean yeah, I there's so much I like want to know about this case where I'm like which I don't want to give the police too much credit cuz they've also been just really fucking stupid about a lot of things. But I'm like I feel like there's got to be more that connects these that obviously like we're just not seeing cuz that information isn't released and like they're keeping they're playing it close to the vest. But I'm like I'm dying to know. Like I want to like I want to see these sketches if they exist. Like, I, I, I want it. Plot twist, he's like a Disney animator. Which, I mean, to be fair, I, I mean, do feel like maybe we might have some success here in the upcoming years. Because, like, I mean, they did just catch, like, the Long Island serial killer. And that was after, what, like, 50 years or some, something? Yeah, it's crazy? been a while. 53 years, I think I saw. Something like that. Or maybe he was 53. Can't remember. But still, it was a long ass time ago. And they just solved that. So... I really just want to see the pictures okay. <laughs> I want to know so bad because I agree with you I think that art is very definable mm -hmm. like it's even for people who draw like I, I feel like with me like I draw in many different styles because there's no one style where I'm like this is the end all be all like I like drawing a bunch of different things mm -hmm. but even then like I feel like it's pretty easy to tell that it's my art. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like I feel like I layer things distinctively like I use textures in a distinctive way like it's I feel, I feel maybe that's just me but I feel like it's pretty easy to tell even though I'm drawing in different styles so for someone like that like they're probably drawing in a consistent style as well mm-hmm. I'm just saying if they just gave us the drawings we could, we could compare it to some cartoons you and heard like- of San Francisco Beatty <laughs> <laughs> clearly like, you guys have not uh you've you don't even have to officially so release it just like just slip it into our email and we won't i promise we won't show it to anybody else well it also it just seems to the point where it's like okay like we're talking about 50 years of time and y'all have still not solved this like maybe it's time to release like one card from the best like i get you're playing it close but like Maybe just wet one little thing out. Right. Because clearly you're not, like, doing that great on your own. And also, I hate when they do those advanced sketch things because I feel like they're never accurate. Oh, my God. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, they never seem to ever find the people. So it's hard to tell if they're accurate or not, I suppose. But since we never find the people, I get the suggestion that they're not that accurate. (laughs) Because otherwise people would see them and be like, oh, yeah, I know that person. Yeah. So. Well, and like that's the thing too is there might be some like minute detail where like other victims are like, oh no, you know, like it's not connected in any way, shape, or form. But there's like if they release this like one little detail, then like some other victims might come forward and be like, oh shit, I'm part of this. What also I'm really curious about too is that he only did this for like a year. So it's like, yeah, that's wild. Why? That's a lot. It's a lot of murders for a single year. And then to disappear and never do anything before or after that, like out of nowhere, like that seems suspicious. Like yeah, either that's like not... he died, got locked up, or he went somewhere else to do the same thing. Yeah, that's not normal behavior. Like we usually see a radical escalation until they do something reckless. Yeah, because it's like I wondered if he just left. And, like, moved on to a different city. Like, there was too much police presence or something. So he just kind of moved on. But at the same time, it's, like, it feels like police stations probably could have connected that crime. Like, those crimes pretty easily. Even, like, across state lines and stuff. Because it was such a popular case. And it was so distinctive. Like, with the doodling aspect and stuff. Like, it seems like that's a pretty standout calling card. You know what I mean? I mean, it really all depends. Because there's, um... Oh, the name's not going to come to me, but there's a serial killer that was burying like murder kits in like all of these random states and then would like go and dig up his kit and just like go pick somebody. And they took it like it took them a while to link all of the murders together and like realize that it was serial killer activity. So like, I mean, if he went somewhere that's, you know, clear across the country or outside of the country where they're not really going to know or communicate with true plus this police department he also could have just stopped the doodling thing i mean if i was known as like the black doodler and i'm fleeing the state or whatever to not get caught Mm -hmm. you know if i continue murdering like i probably would just stop doing that part because like besides that like his, his murders aren't really that that much of a standout like i mean 
finding a body who had been like stabbed a couple of times like a lot of places especially like in a whole different state like they might just think that person got like mugged or something Mm -hmm. you know like without the the picture aspect of it like they might not connect that because it's a like it's not like a very distinctive murder so I, i guess i could definitely see that yeah and I feel like that's going to lead me down like a rabbit hole. And like two episodes later, I'm going to be like, okay, so here are all the places I think that he might have gone. Yeah, you thought this was going to be short, but like you've created a rabbit hole that you and I are both going to fall down because we're incapable. Yeah, because now that I'm like thinking about it harder, I'm like, no, he probably did go somewhere. Yeah, I mean, like, and not to say that it's impossible. It's just like not the defined pattern that we have for serial killers right like we always see you know their baseline their escalation their oh i've been getting away with this for a while their recklessness and then whatever gets them caught For the most part. I mean, obviously, there's some outliers like the Zodiac Killer and, you know, the ones that haven't been caught. But, like, that's the normal escalation that we see. Wouldn't it be wild if they eventually do, like, the genealogy and all that stuff and they trace it back and turns out, like, the man got, like, blasted by a bus in, like, June of 1975 (laughs) and that's why he never killed anybody else because he he, like splattered on the pavement. Got in an accident. Or, I mean, he could have killed himself. I feel like serial killers rarely kill themselves, though. Spree killers love to kill themselves. Yeah, serial like killers serial just have that never do. Like, touch of narcissism that won't let them kill themselves. Exactly. Like they rarely even kill themselves in prison. I feel like. Oh my god! Side note, because prison made me think about it. Um, did you see that Larry Nasser got stabbed a bunch of times in prison? Yes, it I made did. my whole fucking day. I was so excited. That's I mean. I don't care. Fuck that man. He sucks. Yeah, I'm I'm not usually one to root for people getting stabbed. However, oh, in it. this case, 100% got what he deserved. <laughs> yeah, did you see that like I've seen stuff which I guess I missed this when it happened or whatever, but like before he died, like Jeffrey Epstein was like sending letters to him and stuff, like basically commiserating. Ew. I was like extra like good. Fuck that man, stab him, like ew. Exactly. Yeah, I was like is if he couldn't be a worse person when jeffrey epstein is hitting you up being like hey man i relate like we're in the same boat you know you know that's how you know you fucked up yeah like (laughs) that was a total derail but uh, you know i said we were gonna do two this episode but yeah i I was just gonna make fun of you for that i was like you thought this was short but this is uh we're at 45 minutes now so yeah, there was a lot more discourse that I thought, but this one is, I feel like there might be a decent amount of discourse about this one as well. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should make this a separate one. I was going to say, you thought that this was straightforward, but you were wrong. Because the, the other one I have, it it's not a murder, maybe, 
it, it's it's on we're unsure if it's a murder or not but like most people don't think it's a murder what do you... but it's weird enough that we have to talk about like is there not a dead body is oh no know? there's dead bodies there's okay. there's dead bodies yeah lots of bodies uh I think we should make the this one might be more of a bitch bite. I don't think it's going to be quite as long, but I think it's long enough that it would make this episode ridiculously long. So I think I'm actually going to save this one and we can talk about it in the wow. in the next episode. We promised you a twofer and we lied. I'm a liar, but it's not the first time I've lied to you. I always remember the cannibal episode that had no cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say there's definitely maybe probably not cannibals <laughs> so once in a once in a while i'm a little bit of a liar <laughs> so uh yeah you know the drill follow us on all of the things our beacons page conveniently has everything listed in a way that is semi-organized depending on how much i keep up the maintenance on it which is you know I feel like it's pretty organized at the moment, at least. Yeah, I just I just revamped it actually. Perfect. So it's organized right now, but give it like five seconds and my ADHD brain will unorganize it. <laughs> yeah, follow us on all of the things. We would love to hear from you. And you can look forward to hearing about people maybe getting murdered. Yeah. In the future. So uh stay spooky, but not so spooky that you lie about things being a twofer when they're not a twofer. <laughs> yeah. Stay spooky, but um, don't, don't, don't be known as the doodler. I literally, <laughs> please go by any other name. Any other moniker I am begging of you. Even like the black cartoonist would have been less rough to say the, over the animator would have been way cooler than the oh, dueler yeah that's way fucking cooler yeah come on petition to rename <laughs> well you know what he sucks though he does suck and he's targeting the lgbt community so he extra sucks so maybe he should go by the black doodler because that's just such a stupid fucking name it's hard that is to take a stupid, seriously. stupid fucking name 